We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. For more on the most devastating regular season loss in the Brady Belichick era, let's check in with our friend Christian Fourier, WEEI Sports Radio, former Patriots tight end, the Super Bowl champ. Christian, good to talk to you, my friend. It's Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. Was that to you the worst regular season loss in the Brady Belichick era? Uh, I, you know what? Um, I'm sure there's another one that's probably comparable, but I can't remember it. When you think about what's on the line, when you think about the fact that they were playing at home, a first-round bye was on the line, um, and they were playing against the Dolphins, and also they had been talking about how this was a playoff game and how important it was, and blah, 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 coming off one of their best performances of the year, two really good games against Cincinnati, call it what it is, but then a home game, great game against the Buffalo Bills, and then to just to throw that stinker out there, I mean, to me, I, I was I'm so angry and agitated and just really pissed off at the just this lack of urgency. The just I mean, there was just nothing that resembled a football team. It was p- flat out pathetic. If I mean, it's the more I talk about, it, the more irritated I get by it. How they just you know the Dolphins are the Dolphins and they beat them 43 nothing and they just killed them the last time they played them and the Dolphins rolled out there and they just had their way with the Patriots. I mean, I, I was watching the last play. The you know Brian Fitzpatrick is marching, marching the team down the field. And I was just about to go on air. I was like, you know, I don't feel good about this at all because they had never really felt like for me like they took control of the game, like they like they handled it right, and they were they were controlling it, and they had just you know put their stamp on it. I just knew they were going to score, and they didn't leave themselves enough time to answer. So here they are, and it was already hard enough as it was. It wasn't like they were like a good team. Their record is good, but they're not a good team. They got a great defense, but they've been carrying them the whole season and they didn't get any help. And here they are and they deserve it. They're stuck in this crazy situation playing against a team that knows them and is not afraid of them. And it wants to just physically beat their heads in. So here you go. Congratulations. I'm, I'm curious, Christian, as to what aspect of it was most disappointing or surprising to you. You know, for me, You know, the Brady pick six was terrible, and Stephon Gilmore got owned by Devontae Parker. It's kind of like, Christian, their best guys are the ones that let them down. You're right. You're right. And um, and the whole – so I'll start with Brady. Brady's been struggling all year for a bunch of different reasons. Like, I'm not going to say Brady's falling off a cliff like that. It's There are a bunch of different reasons – the offense and him have been struggling. But that throw to Sony, Michelle, I don't know, one, was he throwing it to Sony, Michelle? Nobody asked him after the game. Um, and if he was throwing it to Sony, why didn't Sony react to it? Um, and if he was throwing it to Sony, Michelle, man, that was a bad pass. You know, a Gilmore situation, like they've been leaning on him to take out the best player, and he's, he's done an unbelievable job of it. So you can obviously see that, okay, that's not working. Why don't you change? Why didn't you change? Why did you continue to put um, Gilmore in a position to you know, fight for his life, knowing that he couldn't? So to me, that was that was a little irritating. You know, nobody could come up with a play. Um, so yeah, you're right. Your two best players, 
um, played their worst game at the worst possible time. You know, um, I, it's just, it, it just really is aggravating. It's just because they don't, they can't do this on their own. They can't do it. They need help. They need to buy. They need to get healthy. So not only do they not get a buy, but they play an early game on Saturday. It's like, how, how pathetically aggravating is that? Not only did you miss out on a buy, but you have the early game. So you, you miss out on a buy and you get one less day to prepare. To me, that's just such a slap in the face. Like, I know those guys, when they left, they're all saying the right thing, got to move on. But I know they didn't sleep. I know they didn't sleep because they recognize the position that, that, they, that they find themselves in. And good luck getting through this game. Good luck. I don't, I don't know if they can do it. Talking to Christian Fourier, Sports Radio, WEEI, former Super Bowl champ with the Patriots. And I want to get into that Titans matchup in just a minute. But first, Deflategate 2 felt like to me the last couple of minutes of the first half. A couple of minutes left, right about two minutes, the signature situation for the Brady-Belichick era. Three timeouts, and they always take that ball, march down the field, score a late touchdown, get it back to start the second. They didn't even try Christian they didn't call a timeout they ran the ball and went into the locker room what did you make of that moment well so Bill talked about it after the game and you know what I don't you can't really get anything out he's like well we we didn't get a first down so okay but did it look like you were trying to get a first down when I think when I see when I look back at it, okay they have a minus two uh they get take a loss of two yards on the first play so that automatically puts them at second and 12 then they get seven yards now they're at third and five so in my head, I'm like, well, they kind of recognize that it just wasn't really going for them. And I think instead of making a bad situation, where I, I honestly felt like they just ate, ate it and just said, screw it. You know, we'll get the ball back in the second half and we'll regroup and we'll march down the field like they usually do. So I think they kind of conceded. I think that was a, a kind of a sign that well, we don't believe in our team. That That's what I saw. I don't believe in my team because they haven't, they weren't able to do anything. So screw it. Let's just eat it. Let's regroup. We'll come back. Well, sure enough, they come back and it's three and out. <laughs> so what was, it didn't do them any good. They, they didn't benefit from that at all, but that's been all year guys. That, that is not that. I mean, people are probably looking at that and going, wow, what that, that's, that shows something. They've been doing that all year. They just can't sustain any, you know, drives without penalties without uh a trick play you know without some sort of you know help from something you know it's, it's been hard for them to generate yards and production on their own offensively or without you know favorable field position that the defense gave them right um or uh or you know some sort of crazy penalty or bad coaching decision by the other team that's been the theme all year it's not just it's not new you know, Christian, I, I was up there for the Buffalo game, and that was the first time all year I thought, you know what, they could do it again. They're running the ball well. They're winning up front both sides of the ball. I like what they're doing with Burkhead and James White in the back. Like, they could win a home playoff game and then maybe go to Baltimore. and win. Like, they could do it. Now, I give them no chance. I think they have no hope. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Titans beat them. Am I being too rough or do you see it the same way? Uh, no, I see it exactly the same way. I think you're, I mean, to think, and I think, I think you're a good, um, you know, candidate to kind of, cause you're, you're not like living here. You're not breathing it every day. So you're not, you know, affected delusion. You're not delusional. A lot of people here are delusional. 
no, 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 no. Like the signs have been there all year. And I'm with you. Like last week, I was like, I was happy. I was like, wow, they, okay, they can do it. Tough physical game, grinding it out. Everybody played good, you know, uh, two good, uh, you know, teams, uh, both playing for a lot. Brady speaking before the game. I mean, yeah. And then I'm like, uh oh, back to reality. Tennessee has everything going for them that they can't combat, right? They have a tough physical running attack. They got two different backs. They have a coaching staff that understands them. They have a coach that personally is just wants to stick it to him. And the players want to stick it to the Patriots for him. And it's like the worst case scenario for them. Um, You know, and they just, and, and, and if they just haven't shown any consistency, none, zero. So, okay, let's take Edelman out who got, who they, so they double Edelman yesterday. He gets like one catch or I don't know how many times they target him. Who else is a threat? They don't have a threat offensively other than the running game. So they can't move the ball. Nothing's working. So they say, let's, let's just keep running it. And they have success there, but it's the dolphins. So you should, you know, um, I don't feel good about it at all. I would not be surprised at all if Tennessee comes in here and just thumps them, just thumps them a big dose of Henry, a little dose of, of whoever else they want, a mobile quarterback who can throw that's had a lot of success against this team when he was with the Dolphins. Go look at Tannehill's numbers against the Patriots. He's always had good games. He's not afraid of them. He's he's confident when he plays against the Patriots, and he's and he's on a contract year. I mean, come on. This is – I would not be – I don't feel good about this at all, period. I don't think you should. Mike Vrabel knows that team, knows the situation, knows what to look out for, the tendencies. Derrick Henry is a matchup nightmare, is a freak of nature. Does it feel like it's over? We've all said this far too many times and been proven wrong by Brady and by Belichick. That was different yesterday. This was one of the worst teams in the league several weeks ago. Historically bad. Does it feel... Like finality. I'll say this though: they beat that same team beat Philly. Okay, Philly went down to Miami and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who's now the NFC uh, East representative. So, I would say that Brian Flores did an excellent job of keeping his team in tune, keeping them fighting, regardless of the situation. He had his team ready. I give him credit for that. Um, so maybe they're not nearly as bad as we thought. Uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, did his thing took him down there and had him, but I don't think it's over. I think they're missing on, they're missing some players. Like if Antonio Brown was on this team, I think it's a totally different look. I mean, they just, Sanu is, is a, is a disappointment. Um, Harry, Nikhil Harry, their first round pick is just a slow developing type of guy. They don't trust him. So they give him gimmick plays and easy spot plays, you know, and physical plays like back shoulder throws where he doesn't, the routes don't adjust. He just kind of has to beat the, the guy, physically beat the guy. Um, the running and the offensive line has been up and down. So it's been that way all year. But I think next year they will bring in a tight end. They'll draft a tight end. They'll, Harry will have another year. Edelman will be a little, will be on probably his last year. Um, and they'll bring more guys in. No, I don't think it's done. No, and Brady's playing. He's already said he's playing. But the question is, it's like, will it be here? <laughs> I guess is the point because there's going to be some static with his contract and what they're willing to pay and what Brady's willing to accept. Uh, that to me is going to be the offseason storyline. Well, that was going to be my last question, Christian, is just uh, give me a percentage chance that you think Tom Brady is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots next season. 
Okay, I'm not going to give you a percentage because I don't think it's that simple. But I do think um, uh, because I think the biggest question is, okay, um, are the Patriots willing to go all in to keep them? And is Brady willing to walk based on the low ball offer that they're going to give him? So he's making $23 million this year. Is he, are they going to give him a raise after this year? Because I think he wants a raise. If they lowball him, I think he walks. I 100% think he walks because there's going to be, you know, if you're playing chicken, I think Brady's in a position to say, screw it. Like you're leaving me no option. So if you're, if you're, if you want him to stay, you got to come in hard and strong and you got to give him a Drew Brees deal, like a 50 million type of deal, something like that. You commit to him for two years. He's earned it. He deserves it. Uh, But if you come at him with like some, crap where it's like incentive laden and making him earn it. I, I 100% says he says, screw it. Uh, Cause Josh McDaniels looks like he's going to be a head coach somewhere. So take him with him. You, you seem to be leaning towards Brady is elsewhere. Would he go play somewhere else or call it a day? He's not calling it a day. I think he plays someplace else. And I, and I, every time somebody like has this disbelief response I say Joe Montana, his childhood hero. I mean, left. Brett Favre, left. Peyton Manning, left. They all played on different teams, all of them. So my, uh, Marino didn't, other guys didn't. But most of, the, most of the guys you look through history, they keep playing. So I don't think it's um, – They've none of them – I mean, the closest comp is, is Joe Montana with four Super Bowls, but – I don't guys, I do not think it's out of the question. And I do think there is this intrigue curiosity factor with Brady playing someplace else. That's just, he's never been a free agent before. He's never been recruited. He's never been wined and dined. Like the last time he was wined and dined was when he was in high school. I mean, he went to Michigan. That was the last time somebody like had to woo him, you know? So I think there's some interest there. Mm, he's the goat. I just don't know. Do you wine and dine a guy that, that performed that way uh, in particular, down the stretch, it will be a fascinating uh, off season in New England. I think was better years. Like I, I, I personally, I've watched every single game. I watched it over and over again, and I know the offense. I know where he's supposed to go with the ball. I know how he's how many plays that he saves, and how pathetically bad some of these guys have been. To me, he's had one of his top. Uh, I'll call it definitely some of his one of his best years. It doesn't look that way. And he's playing hurt. I know that for a fact. It's affected his throwing motion. And he's dealing with just a bunch of babies who have no clue what they're doing. And I don't think he's anywhere near done. I think if he plays again with better circumstances, I mean, he lights up the tote board. Intriguing offseason for TB12. Final question. How are you celebrating New Year's Eve? Are you the Ross Tucker type that might crash by about 930? Are you sticking it out just to say you did the the countdown, had the champagne and and all the the you know the happy New Year wishes at midnight? How are you going down? I'm in bed. I'm 100%. It's the most overrated night of the year. Can we all agree to that? Like the expectations are never met. You just it's it's never it's never what you think it should be. It's like it's always a letdown. Every year. I completely agree with you, but I always stay up. Part of it is two young kids always make me stay up. Happy New Year, my friend. Appreciate the time and enjoy the Titans game. All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right. That's Christian Fourier, Sports Radio, W-E-E-I. 
in Boston. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.